Hello, everybody. You are listening to the Film Survivor Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in, joining me this week. I'm your host, Tom Santilli. A quick couple notes right off the top. Uh, I want to let everybody know, if you're looking, for all my reality T people out there, uh, those who follow my recaps and interviews and everything on reality T, a quick housekeeping note. Uh, This week, I am out in Vegas. Uh, Vegas, Nevada. I'm at a convention out here. So... Uh, there is not going to be any written anything from me this week on Survivor. If you're listening to this, though, you obviously know that there is going to be a podcast. I am going to be joined by the person that was voted out of the show this week, Episode 7 of Survivor David vs. Goliath. Spoiler alert, this is your last chance to bail on this podcast or pause it. Uh, we're going to get into all kinds of spoilery kind of stuff, so... Yeah, uh, but no, nothing on reality. If you're looking for my recap, I apologize. I'm going to try to give you more of an audio uh, recap here on the podcast today. Just uh, too much going on with my travel and everything else to make uh, the written stuff work. But we'll be back in action as normal again next week, uh, so you can count on that as we move forward this season. Before we even get into Survivor, uh, and trust me, this is not a political podcast, but I did want to just get some shit off my chest because I'm pretty angry. Uh, I, I love everything. I love our country. I love everything that's going on. This was obviously a huge week uh, in the news. Uh, I hope people love each other. I hope people can, I hope we can heal the differences uh, between everybody. But I'm just urging people, really, regardless of your political, you know, persuasions. And I also want to add really quick that I am not, an employee of RealityT.com. This does not represent RealityT.com at all. Nothing that I'm saying represents anything but Tom Santilli. But uh, I just want people to use their brains. And and what happened to thinking for yourself? That's all I'm saying. That's my soapbox. I want people to just think for themselves. Use your own senses. Use your eyes and ears. Uh, I rarely. It, it takes me so much energy to bottle all of my opinions up all the time. I'm an opinionated person. There's a lot going on all the time. I rarely, rarely respond to any of it. And among all of it, though, the idea that we're our First Amendment rights are somehow being challenged right now is the thing that finally, I guess, that the, the straw that broke the camel's back for me. So I just want to tell people, like, you know, again, if you believe everything that's anybody says, I don't care if it's me or Jeff Probst or Donald Trump or Nancy Pelosi. If you believe everything that a person says that comes out of their mouth and you believe that they can do no wrong, you, my friend, are brainwashed and need to get your own thoughts going and need to kind of take a step back and look at what is happening. Nobody is perfect. That includes our current president. And that's it. So if you tuned in to talk about Survivor, we're going to talk about Survivor, but I just had to get that off my chest. I'm so sick of people following, and that goes for anybody. Anybody who's corrupt in this world deserves justice. Uh, we need to get corrupt people out of power. That goes for Republicans, Democrats. All of you people who love America, by the way, uh, the founders, you always talk about the Constitution and the founders. The founders, uh, this is the system that they envisioned, a multi-party system, by the way. So the the whole our responsibility as Americans generations later is to uh, love our neighbor and to you know take all ideas. We're a, a nation of compromise, and we need to keep that in mind moving forward. 
I'm sure that the Film Survivor podcast is going to uh, change everybody's, uh, you know, footsteps towards peace. But I had to say it, guys. I'm sorry. I'm, I just can't. I can't take it anymore. So hopefully you haven't tuned out by now. We're going to get into Survivor right at this second. So we got to the merge. Whew, that felt good, by the way, to just get something off my chest. And by the way, I'm bottling it up now. I'm, I'm not going near what I want to talk. I could do hours and hours about my current thoughts on uh, what's happening in, in the world right now. But we're going to, again, uh, let's talk about what happened last night. We got our merge episode. I think people are loving this season. I think people are loving this cast. And I think that, uh, you know, this was a kind of a weird one, though. Uh, this was the first merge episode ever everybody this is the very first unanimous vote at emerge uh since the beginning of survivor so 37 seasons in we have never seen a unanimous vote at at the first uh merge tribal council that happened they unanimously voted out uh elizabeth there's a lot of talk in the episode from people like christian and gabby as to you know yeah it's seven seven to six in favor of the goliaths on the surface but there's a lot going on under the surface Seemed like some good strategy talk, maybe some good gameplay while we were listening to it, but looking and judging by next week's preview, doesn't look like it might be turning out very well for some of the Davids. Uh, a lot of alliances are breaking up, it appears, and uh, we're going to have to see what exactly transpires. But we lost Elizabeth this week. Elizabeth was a good character. She definitely contributed to the show, and uh, it'll be interesting to hear from her. Of, of all the people that we heard from last night, uh, we surprisingly heard very little from Davey, maybe a couple reaction shots, which is really odd if you consider that he's the David that has an idol. So if, you know, from Elizabeth's perspective, if it was just a straight David versus Goliath, you know, thing, and she knew that it was her, you know, Davey could have swung things big time. Uh, he didn't. Does that mean that Davy has some other kind of ulterior motive or some other kind of secret alliance? It's possible. Uh, we didn't get to hear much, so we'll have to kind of see what how that develops. You know, we still have things like the idle nullifier out there that Carl has. Uh, all this other stuff that's being driven right now by guys like Alec, who, you know, I, I piled on him earlier uh, for the, the move that he made to to blindside his own teammate Natalia earlier, but man, has he gotten into a position uh, that seems pretty pretty solid at the moment? Uh, yeah, just just a lot of, of strategy going on there. You know, I think guys like John. Uh, when are people going to turn on John? I mean, we have a pro wrestler that's now in individual immunity challenges. Everybody, and uh, I mean, he's gonna he let him keep sneaking through to the end. He's gonna just win his way to the the final tribal, and then how do you vote against them? We could go on and on about each individual person and their, their things, but I guess what I really wanted to, to focus on was just, I guess, where do you guys think that this is going? Uh, you know, we're now at 7-5, to five, Goliath versus David. What is the next move? Are we looking, are we looking at, you know, a uh, possible Goliath run here? Is that plan going to work where the David just kind of sit back and let the Goliaths get comfortable as, as we vote out a couple Davids and then we move on them? It's all possible, but people like Christian, Gabby, those people are quickly becoming not people that are going to be very influential in the game. Uh, it's really going to come down to the willpower of people like Alec, who kind of find themselves in the middle of everything. 
Uh, Nick is in a good position if you consider the Davids. Christian seems to be kind of getting all the lightning rod uh, attention. And then there's Angelina, who we haven't talked about yet. Angelina, the villain of David versus Goliath thus far. Uh, but what a character. What a what a great player last night. Uh, what do you guys think? Was it jury management? Or was it uh, a human moment? It was probably a little bit of both. But you have to, I mean, you have to know that Angelina, the player that we've seen her out there already be, she could not, it, it wasn't like it was off her radar. If, she, if it was a human moment, it at least wasn't, you know, in, it wasn't not in her head that like, you know what, this is this could actually help me with a jury vote. Uh, I think that there's definitely some motives there, but it blew up in her face. And that's what, it, it's again another just testament to this cast and the casting in general lately. This, you know, win or go home kind of mentality. No longer are we getting people that are comfortable skating to the end, you know, for the most part, but way less than it used to be. And uh, it's exactly what Gabby said at, at Tribal Council. Like, what do you expect? You tell out Elizabeth that she's going home. You expect her to just accept her fate and roll over? She's out here to win. She'll throw you under the bus. She'll throw me under the bus. You know, she'll throw a bus under the bus. I don't know if that makes any sense, but you get my drift. The whole point of it is that these people are out there to play. Elizabeth was out there to play. But in the end, uh, clearly the Davids didn't think that it was in their best interest there. And it's really strange. It is really strange. Again, this is the first time ever in Survivor history we've had a unanimous merge vote. And, and it's strange in that sense because when have we ever not had two sides like desperately fighting for power or those that, that look at the merge vote as the one chance that they have in the game to kind of shift things? I mean, that goes all the way back to the beginning of Survivor when Gretchen was voted out by Hatch. I mean... That's been a long-standing tradition, and uh, with that, uh, another fun fact via Survivor Wiki, which is a great website, by the way, you guys should check out, uh, being that it was the first uh, unanimous vote at the merge, and being that the merge usually has, you know, is the time of the of a tribal where we have the most people at tribal, the 12 votes that Elizabeth received were uh, broke a record for a single tribal council votes. Uh, a person getting that many votes at a single tribal council. Twelve. So put that in your Survivor trivia hat. I'm losing my voice here quickly, I've discovered. I'm in Vegas this week, so it's been it's been quite a week. Uh, no excuses here, but yeah, I'm losing my voice here, so we're going to just jump right in. Let's get over into my interview. I, I'm, I'm going to be chatting here in a second with Elizabeth Olson, first member of the jury. The jury also, by the way, any fan of Survivor right now needs to make it a absolute 100% point. Go to CBS.com and watch the Ponderosa videos each week. If you don't know what Ponderosa is, yes, it's a steakhouse in parts of the country, but it also is a what they call the place that the jury members go and live. And over the last several seasons, uh, many seasons in fact, it's been common that CBS will put out a short little video uh, of every person who gets voted out as they arrive at Ponderosa. So you kind of get to pick up right as they leave the game. They're doing that walk of shame. We're already checking in with them right there from the Ponderosa video. And then it kind of goes over their next couple days. It gives you a lot of insight into the game. 
especially as the game progresses and you see other people going to try going to Ponderosa and you start to kind of get a vibe for what the jury might be thinking and how the jury might be acting at the final. So go check out the Ponderosa videos. When I do have written uh, uh, realityt.com recaps and such, I will be posting and urging people to go check out the Ponderosa videos. I just think they're cool, and I think you're going to think they're cool too if you're looking for a little bit of extra Survivor each week. That being said, wow, we are uh, barreling towards the uh, finale, actually. We're, at, we're over halfway through the season with this episode, believe it or not. So we're getting there, but we'll look ahead in a minute. Uh, but right now, let's get into it with uh, with Elizabeth. Here's my review with Elizabeth. My review. That's my movie. <laughs> my movie mind talking. Here's my interview with Elizabeth, voted off and the first member of the jury. Quick reminder that you can follow all of my stuff at Tom Santilli on Twitter, on Instagram. I'm at Film Survivor. And uh, if you didn't like my political rant at the beginning of this podcast, you can also go there to let me know what you thought. So I look forward to that too. Let's uh, get into it. Here's the interview. Hey, Elizabeth, how's it going? It's going good, Tom. How are you, man? Oh, I'm doing okay. It was uh, uh, sad to see you go last night. Well, I appreciate the support and love, man. <laughs> well, so let's start with, you know, I'm sure you've explained this a few times today, but um, everybody is wondering, you know, this was kind of a unique uh, merge uh, tribal council you got unanimous votes. Usually we see like a, a close vote or people switching or flopping back and forth. Why uh, why wasn't Davey really featured last night in terms of his idol? Why wasn't that a part of the David strategy to maybe use the idol to kind of save you, especially if everybody knew that it was going to be you? Uh, great question. I can only speak to what I know. And at that point in the game, I was unaware of Davey's idol. And um, so that was why I didn't pursue that. Um, and I, I, I don't know. I, I think the reason that it was unanimous was uh, there. there's like three groups that were voting last night, the Goliaths. Mm-hmm. And then there was the strike force, and then there was Carl and Davey, and then of course me. Yeah. Um, and so those are the three breakdowns. And the Goliaths, they had pretty much two big options, two big targets. They could have gone after Christian or Elizabeth. Half of them wanted me, and half of them, well, I guess Angelina wanted Christian. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the six, the strike force, um, they could have, since they were talking about how they wanted to take out two of the Davids first, that was left them with three options, me, Carl, and uh, Davey. Well, Carl and Davey were both, especially Carl, willing to vote me out. So at that point in the game, it just made sense for, I was unaware of all this, mm-hmm. um, but it made sense that why not have something unanimous when it when it can be because what what that what that does is it, it, it keeps you from making a commitment therefore having all options still available on the table because nothing pisses off a, a person right. playing survivor than voting the opposite of what you vote and um some seasons are better than others as far as like remaining um fluid throughout the game but like once you lock your vote in and you're different, it's 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 hard historically to to go against that. You're kind of just like yeah, sealing your fate. So 
uh, as frustrating as it was to see it unanimous, like on paper, you look at the three the three divisions that we were shown last night, it makes sense why it was unanimous. The thing that was frustrating to me as a player was I had relationships with everybody, and um, I felt like I was gaining momentum with the Angelina, you know, exposing the crack in mm-hmm. the Goliath. I felt like I was gaining momentum in tribal, um, especially with Allison. She was really it felt like pissed off that um, that Angelina was already playing strategically for the jury. And um, I, I think that Alec was willing to change things up um, as well. Um, not that he was necessarily willing to initiate it, but I think he was willing to. Um, and I, I, I think there was a lot of fear going on in Tribal, which is your best friend when it's your head on the chopping block. Fear yeah. is awesome. Um, and I could sense that. But uh, I one of the things that didn't get shown was that I – was going around whispering to my people too, trying to convince them of, of things. And uh, when I got to Carl, he loudly proclaimed, I don't even want to hear you, Elizabeth. I don't even want to hear you. Oh, wow. And um, so basically what that said to me was, oh my gosh, they're all gunning for me. It's not just the Goliath. And so why would a Goliath then choose to risk yeah, yeah. <laughs> pissing off Angelina right. of all people? And not having enough numbers, if I didn't even have my own Davids on board, it, w- it would be very foolish. And so that I literally felt like, yes, this is actually maybe going to happen to all of a sudden, like, oh, my gosh, like, the target is even bigger than I thought. And Carl is 100% against me. And I um, did not really understand that. Yeah, with, you know, with the whole decision too. talk a little bit more about Hawaii. You know, it it was a, a strategy that could have worked. You know, blowing it up at tribal, making it into like this big thing. But a lot of people's minds are also already made up going into tribal. Um, why not blow it up in your uh, back at camp? You know, beforehand, uh, expose Angelina, get people thinking about voting her out before going to tribal. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, uh, Angelina is smart, and I think that you would agree with that. Watching yes. watching this play out. And um, she did not give me enough time. She literally moments before the very last confessional of the day, which happened to be mine, which is moments before heading to tribal, pulled me aside and said, meet me uh, on down the trail. And I did not have time. I literally even okay. with, like, was forcing my hand when people are telling me, okay, it's time to go over here. I'm like, I need to talk to Gabby real quick and Carl. And they were the only two people that I was able to like say what was going on. And um, before tribal, so I did, genuinely did not have time as much as I really, really <laughs> needed and wanted to blow it up at camp and more, more like one-on-one have conversations. Um, yeah, that would have been that would have been ideal, but that those were not the cards that I was dealt. So I was playing the best that I could with what I had. Sure, with uh, with Carl, you know. Yeah, I thought it was kind of interesting, you know, because we obviously saw the two of you you butting heads and not really, you know, jiving very well. And then at the same time, though, we did see scenes where you would you kind of come back to him and talk to him about, you know, what was going on or like strategy kind of a couple times. Was was your relationship with Carl more complex than it was shown on television, you know, or are you guys just bitter rivals? Uh, I I think it's I'm, I don't think it's complex. I think it's confusing, and um, 
because I was willing to work with Carl and Carl wasn't willing to work with me despite our differences. And mm-hmm. so uh, it, there, there was just some variables that uh, I was willing to put those differences aside and be like, hey, we can still work together. Like, we don't have to be best friends to vote together. Mm-hmm. You know, like, we, we've, I've got your back, you've got mine, which I didn't realize he never had my back. Um <laughs> But uh, I, I was 100%, even though I was willing to work with him. That's just kind of the way I live my life. How disappointed were you? With somebody. Yeah, how disappointed were you to see uh, Lursa had gotten voted out? Oh, it felt, it was devastating because, number one, uh, I just really, really liked her a lot as a person. And so the thought of her making it for her sake, but also just for the, the, the rest of my time on the island, I was planning on sticking around the whole time, mm-hmm. you know, like planning out. I was like, man, like it's going to be like bomb.com, you know, <laughs> like me and Lucy are going to blow this island up and it's going to be so much fun. We're going to laugh our asses <laughs> off and have, man, like there's so much left to be done together, her and I, and uh game to be played. And uh, it's a huge moment. She, she wasn't there. Uh, huge, huge moment. Was it uh, – how surprising was it watching the episode back last night? Because I'm sure, you know, you, you go away from the game. You've spent several months, uh, you know, away from it. Uh, yeah, I know you're on the jury and everything. But uh, no, knowing that, like, Gabby and Christian were kind of working with some of the Goliaths and had these, like, other ulterior plans at that point, how surprising was that to you? Uh, I mean, it really – even though I was not aware of some of the specifics, um, it was not surprising. It's Survivor. Of course, those mm. conversations are happening that you're you're not aware of. If you're if you're out there sitting there thinking that they're not happening, that that's foolish. <laughs> and I might not be the smartest um, box in the crate or crate whatever crate of the box, but I'm I'm with it. I can I can pick down pick up what you're laying down, man. Um, in the so moment, <laughs> yeah, I, it was good. In the in the moment that you were taught when you had that little conversation with Angelina right before tribal, uh, in that moment, did you take it as a genuine human moment, or did you take it like this girl's trying to get my jury vote? Uh, both. Okay. Definitely pieces of both, and um, uh, I had had some good relationship conversations with Angelina where we had connected on a soul level and so I and she even asked me while I was out there talking with her she's like dude do you have an idol and I was like no oh man you should play if you did and I'm like why don't she's like you should pretend you have one and I'm like Angelina, I cannot be poker you know like I'm, I cannot pretend that I got an idol like I'm the worst kind of person to do that because I'm just so genuine and I cannot pretend something like that big suck at lying I wish I I was better at it for being survivor only, but like I don't practice that skill in my normal daily life. Um, and so I think one of those things has not been genuine. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Um, but at the same time, I think she's actually playing game, and she felt like it was a win-win for her. Either I stick around and have a relationship with her, or I go home. And then it was over for her. Um, but she, she, I don't think she realized, I think she underestimated me. I think, I don't think she, it ever crossed her mind that I was going to um, come back and place the rider on her. Um, right. Otherwise, I don't think she would have done what she did. But uh, that was her downfall for underestimating me, which I think was from a place of arrogance. And I think that the Goliaths and their power 
um, and she'd been a part of some big moves up to that point in the game, I think she got a little arrogant. And uh, I think that <laughs> that tribal brought her back down to reality a little bit, I think. It was like, oh, my gosh, like I'm playing Survivor. Like I have yeah. to like, actually think about consequences for things now. And so, you, you were kind of put in that position to to target her though, because that was the crack that you saw in the Goliaths. Um, had you right. had had you have had your choice of like, you know, who you thought was the biggest threat though of the Goliaths and who you really wanted to go after, like what which people would, were you really eyeing as as wow these people are are big threats? Right, well, clearly Dan. Alex told me that Dan had an idol. And so, and then I see Dan and Tara, buddy, buddy, chummy, chummy, like maybe romantic, maybe not, I don't know, um, going on. And I'm like, probably more like romantic, but like, I'm, I'm not going to say, you know, like whatever. Like I, it was clear in my brain that Dan was the biggest threat for me personally, not for all the Davids or not for all the Goliaths, but for me personally, Dan was the biggest threat uh, because if, he was gone. Maybe I had a good throw to Tara, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, I was thinking that maybe she me uh, or that we could go to wherever she was going, you know? Like, that's kind of option to do. Uh, so, okay. Best case scenario, we're going to go home. Well, um,. My time is almost up, Elizabeth. So, um, j- just what's something real quick that you you might have wanted us to know about you, or or something we didn't see that happened out there in the island that you that you might have hoped that would have been shown. Yeah, uh, me making the tribe call and call was really cool. We kind of glossed over that, but um, mm-hmm. I told Jeffro right before the game started. I was like, dude, tribe, the merch tribe's gonna be call and call. And he's like, oh really? And I was like, yeah, <laughs> and it means. Stars. And uh, I'm 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 grew up in the country and uh, all that bosses and uh, whatnot. But I live in the city now, and so I cannot see the stars in my normal day to day life, like at my house. And so for me, playing the game survivor was all about getting to the ranch. Um, and unfortunately, I didn't. Um, but that's where the name kind of came from. But I kind of told the guys that it was like, oh, that we finally see the stars for the first time since it's so rainy. So it's like a sign from the gods that we should save this tried Kahlo Kahlo. And they were all like, wow, that's awesome. And I was like, got y'all, boom. Playing from before day one. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Well, yeah, it was. I was sorry to see it go, but I'm sure we're going to see some more fireworks here as we get through the jury. Um, but it, it was awesome talking to you, and best of luck to you moving forward. All right, thanks, Tom. All right, bye-bye. So there you have it. Uh, there's my interview with Elizabeth. My apologies on the audio again. I'm, I got a weird setup here, the Wi-Fi at this hotel. I won't name names, Bally's. Uh, it's terrible here. And as you see, I c- kind of broke up part of that conversation. I included it anyway in this podcast just in case you can make out the words. Uh, some of it comes through, but I do, again, apologize for for that. Uh, shouldn't happen again. I won't be doing this remotely the rest of the season. And uh, Survivor continues on. We're moving on. Next week we'll have another episode. Uh, we will be back on realityt.com. So, again, uh, sorry for those looking for my written recap this week and my written interview that usually points to this podcast. Hopefully you were able to find the podcast this week. If you didn't know that already, you can find this Film Survivor podcast on iTunes and on Podbean. You can follow me on either of those and get updates whenever there's a new podcast that posts. I am a film critic, Rotten Tomatoes approved film critic, by the way. And uh, I also have an announcement there. I'm going to be uh, speaking right on this very podcast uh, coming up with the 
most people know her as an actress, but she was actually the writer, the co-writer of a new movie called Wildlife. I'm going to be speaking with Zoe Kazan, who is awesome. Uh, people might know her from, from Ruby Sparks and uh, some other stuff that she's been in. But uh, she's just a phenomenal actress, but she's a co-writer with her husband. Or I should say, I called her husband on Twitter, and uh, it was inaccurate. So what I mean is her like partner, life partner, whatever. They're together. It's a fellow actor, Paul Dano. But I'm going to be speaking just with Zoe Kazan. Her film is called Wildlife. It comes out nationwide in the next week or two. It's more of an independent movie, but it's really, really good. It stars Jake Gyllenhaal and Carey Mulligan. And, uh, again, check out the podcast when I speak with Zoe Kazan coming up. Lots of stuff like that happen all the time. Uh, if you follow this podcast, you're going to get some celebrity interviews mixed in there as well as your uh, survivor coverage that you know and love. So check us out. Find us on iTunes. Find us on Podbean. Follow me at Tom Santilli, Twitter. Follow me at Film Survivor on Insta. And uh, everybody check out Movie Show Plus. Movie Show Plus is a, a TV show that I produce as well. It's on in the Detroit market, but you can find episodes uh, right on the website, movieshowplus.com. The latest episode, we have uh, we sat down with Tyler Perry, Tiffany Haddish. We sat down with Melissa McCarthy. Uh, so we get celebrity interviews. My movie reviews are in there. All kinds of interesting stuff. We're talking about another movie, too, that's out called The Pickle Recipe. Uh, on, the, on the latest show. It's a really uh, fun little comedy you guys can check out. and uh, But just go there. There's all kinds of fun stuff at movieshowplus.com. Help support there. That is, again, going to do it. Looking forward to next week. We uh, will see if that's just some clever editing or if some uh, Davids are really in trouble here and if they maybe missed their opportunity to make a move against the Goliaths. We'll have to see. Until then... I am Tom Santilli. Again, everything that you hear on this podcast each and every week is my own opinion. It's my own stuff, and it's not uh, representative of any other company, entity, website, or person. So there you have it. Once in a while, I just got to get shit off my chest like I did today, and it felt a little bit better, I guess. We'll see how you guys react. Hopefully you guys reacted well to the episode of Survivor. Hopefully you guys liked the interview today. And again, check out all that other good, fine stuff that I mentioned. We will see you back here next week. Another exit interview and that special Zoe Kazan edition where I interview her for her new upcoming film, Wildlife. All right. See you all later.